0: Hey guys, Jeff here from besttechie.com, and this is Techie Bytes episode 14. Today I'm speaking with Mark Progano, a co-founder at Actively.ai. We discuss what he's building at Actively, as well as the future of AI and conversational UIs. Enjoy. I'm here with Mark Progano, the co-founder, or one of the co-founders, I guess I should say, of Actively. There's three of us. (laughs) The uh, it's it's a it's an AI uh, assistant for booking uh, and managing your classes if you're into fitness studios and and things like that. So, Mark, thanks for thanks for being on the podcast. And uh, how's it Thank going? Thank you.
1: Today? It's going well. I appreciate uh, you having me on.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm excited to, to chat with you about a number of different things. First and foremost, though, you know, tell us a little bit about who you are um you know what what you're doing currently and more a little bit more detail on how long you've been how long you've been at that
1: sure um can we pause for a second and wish your podcast a happy birthday
0: <laughs> my website yes the podcast your website, is excuse, not, me, excuse me the the yes. web, the podcast is not quite 15 years old yet but uh, <laughs> that is in fact true uh, mark brings up a good point besttechy. com has turned 15 years old today i registered the site in may uh, I'm on May 7th, 2003.
1: I think so. we need some birthday cake pictures on, uh, <laughs> on the logo or something.
0: We do. I think for when it, when it was 10, when it turned 10, I actually I, I bought a birthday cake. I should probably do it for <laughs> awesome. this year. but <laughs> And I'll invite people over. We could all have cake. We could do a
1: digital cake on the logo. <laughs> nice. Let's put the CH inside of a logo or something.
0: I I, I, think that, I think that could work. Or Exactly. Yeah. We could make a little cake with with uh, candles. I'll or have it. to get my design team right away. <laughs> It'd be fun.
1: (laughs) Um, But uh, switching back to me, I guess, um, what do I do? I'm a co-founder. So my job is kind of everything. Uh, My official role is more of chief technology officer. And what that really means is that I'm the more technical person in the company, outside of the engineers and data scientists kind of group. Um, And together with my kind of experience and my other two co-founders one who's more about the business side and the finances and all that fun funding stuff and the other mm-hmm. that's about the experience and like how does this assistant communicate what words does the assistant uh, prefer and kind of what do we teach this assistant and how does the branding work and if you if you go to the website actively.ai'll you'll, you'll notice this beautiful website and that's all done by Christina and the other one uh, my other co- business-sided co-founders Jason so me and Christina work together on the product, we kind of day in day out trying to figure out how can we make Ellie, our assistant, uh, a little more richer and kind of know more because one of our, yeah, (laughs) smarter, right? More intelligent um, of an assistant and kind of through the months and years and kind of getting everything to get me here led to uh, I think some interesting
0: insights. Right. So so how, so, so you, you're you on the technical end of things. Um, yes. how, how did you get started, I guess, with, with programming and, and 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 what kind of sparked your interest in this particular uh, venture?
1: Um, something between the lines of my dad doing video and me kind of begging him to take me with him to do a, <laughs> AV jobs and kind of setting stuff up. And kind of the first website I built was for a, a video game, eh, it wasn't a video game, it was a website. It was called Outwar. Do you know what Outward is, by chance? No,
0: I've never heard of that.
1: It was like this... It's. I just quickly Googled it, and it still exists. So, you know, that's great.
0: Um, <laughs> it's this website. And it looks exactly the same. It...
1: Actually, it looks a little better. It's, <laughs> it's this website where you have, like, a profile for yourself, and you are a character. So think of it as, like, you're picking a... Like an... Think of it, it's an MMO... RPG kind of thing, but it's a website. It was flat. There was no animation. There was no specialty things. And so your profile would fight other people. And you would get experience points and all that fun stuff. And you mm-hmm. would be able to be in uh, like clans or whatever they called it. And I built a website for for my group of... I'm going to call it a clan, I guess. And I uh, used <laughs> um, GeoCities. I'm sure a lot of people have heard that. <laughs> yes. And um, we needed a website so I built a website and from there I learned kind of how to do website stuff and then I ended up going to school a college for internet marketing and I kind of learned the marketing side of technology and then I kind of pushed myself to learn things and I was working at another job that I worked for five years um, and I was exposed to more marketing things as well as analytics and kind of my role evolved to push me into design and just not like design, like making it absolutely pretty, because like Christina's way better than I am at that, but um, making it functional, uh, you would call it UX. Mm -hmm. And so I tried to learn these disciplines balanced, but I always had such a passion for the technology side, just seeing how things work. I'm a very, very big believer in invisible technology, kind of technology that hides when it's not needed and then is useful and appears when it is. You could say my assistant does that. I would hope you would say that. (laughs) So the assistant is a phone number. This is the best way I could describe it. It's not an app. There's nothing to download. There's no accounts. There's no new accounts rather. Um, You just text this phone number. And you can book a class. (laughs) Or cancel
0: it, yeah. Right. So 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 how does the, so all the management goes through a, uh, I guess a message window on your phone.
1: Yes, text messaging. Um, we'll evolve it out to Google Assistant, which I I have an early prototype, and it's uh, it's interesting and fun. Uh, Alexa group text group uh, Facebook Messenger, whatever whatever you want to use chat mm-hmm. conversation based. Are um, are
0: are are the are there huge differences between the platforms when you're when you know when you're trying to port it from one to the next? I guess.
1: There's design challenges, but not differences. So for example,
0: you might not like it,
1: but I can text you back in a half hour. Whereas Google Assistant or Alexa, you have like five, I forget what it is, somewhere like 10 seconds to generate a response or it Mm -hmm. errors out. And so that creates a tough challenge for us because what we're doing, there is no training data. Trying to get this assistant to understand the concept of booking a class, something, a statement like, hey, can you book me a 1230 class? Or can you find me a class around noon? Um, time is a very difficult subject for AI, in my opinion. Just people do things very differently and mean different things. Uh, next week might mean something different to you, or next Thursday might mean something different to you than it does to me, or etc. Hmm.
0: That's true. So, so how, so how are you kind of thinking about getting around those types of things, those issues?
1: A lot of modeling, a lot of testing, and a lot of just trial, <laughs> trial and error, right? Um, the, for us, it's it's all about getting this training data. We need this information to allow the assistant to become more uh, autonomous, more intelligent. And luckily here in New York City, there's a lot of great studios. There's a lot of the owners of these studios, these uh, like fitness and yoga and cycling, so on and so forth, as well as a lot of participants, a lot of users of these studios that are willing to say, hey, I'll try this new thing out um, and kind of work with us through things. So initially when we launched back in like January, we were very private testing, not very much launched, but uh, privately testing it with people. We we didn't offer like your ability to pay- purchase anything. So you need to have a package already. You needed to um, kind of have your credit card and all that set up already, which I'll get into that for a sec- in a second, but um, then the assistant can book. And we have another unique challenge, which is the studios, these businesses already have a scheduling platform that manages the classes, the, the uh, instructors, the schedule, the users. So we needed to find a way to plug into these softwares. And while there is one software called MindBody, which is the most popular one, there are other ones like Zingfit and Mariana Tech and Pike 13 and whatever, these, these other platforms that most people don't know, but are a central part of their experience.
0: Right. So 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 on, on so so do you have to build separate kind of adaptations, you know, using like an API or something to tie into these applications? Are these applications do they make it easy to kind of build a plugin <laughs> that works with them? Or every platform
1: works very differently. So we're standardizing the data. So we okay. had to build. Uh, we use microservices. Think of them as mini programs, and mm-hmm. we have a bunch of microservices. One to di- Uh, to handle the conversation, one to handle the training and all the AI aspects, and then one for each of the different platforms, like one for MindBody and so on. And there's a couple other, but, you know, those aren't as fun. Yeah. Excuse me.
0: No, no. So, 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 so you, so you've built out all of these, um, these, these ways to integrate with these different pieces of software that these, um. Call them studios. scheduling platforms. Scheduling platforms use uh, that these these scheduling <laughs> platforms that these studios use. I'm yes. Um, and now that you, now that you you had that out of the way and you're starting testing it. So currently, you're saying that the the existing implementation is you text a, a number, um, which is your AI Ellie, and and then eventually uh, Ellie will write back with uh, saying that you've been scheduled for. The time uh, that you that you requested, I guess.
1: Right. Is so, that, have you that, ever taken any of
0: these classes? No, I've I've never taken I've never taken any of these classes.
1: Okay, so, so you never went name. to like a cycling, yeah. yoga, boxing. No, 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 no. So, so typically, right now, pre actively, the company that I work, I did. I don't know what I did to it, but it exists because of me, <laughs> <laughs> not just me. Um, pre that, you would either use a website for each of these studios. So every studio that you go to, and mind you, about 87% of people go to two or more studios. So you have a unique login, you have a unique website or app that you need to go to to book, and it gets confusing. So you would say there's a boxing joint down the street, sound like maybe you like some boxing, I don't know. Um, I and actually then, do like boxing. There you go, <laughs> yeah. get you set up. Um, Maybe you want to go boxing and, you know, boxing is great, but it's not going to help your legs that much. I mean, you're supposed to be like on your toes and moving, don't get me wrong. But uh, so let's say you want uh, cycling or maybe you like uh, running and there's running clubs so on. So you're going to go to these different studios. You're going to have different packages and the boxing studio has a website and the link is, there's two links. One's called uh, book and the other one's called classes. That gets confusing because on the other website, there's only something called classes. And then there's this other studio that you want to go with me to, and they only have an app that you can book through, and you have a different password. And, you know, because you didn't create everything at the same time, so you have different right. email addresses. So we're trying to centralize, c- centralize all of that into one account. So if we can very securely and intelligently detect who you are uh, based on information you gave us and validation and so on and so forth, then you won't even have to log in with us ever. Um, otherwise, you just log in once with us. We say, okay, you are who you say you are, in essence. And boom, I know who you are. Now this assistant can manage multiple places, multiple locations, some studios have different, uh, like a chain with different locations. Um, mm-hmm. So we could say, where do you wanna go? What do you wanna do? Uh, do you wanna find a class? Are you interested in a specific time do you, or a specific instructor? So only show me classes that Aaron are teaching next week. One really, I think, really powerful example is, say you get to work, out of work at 6 o'clock every night, you know, very common thing, or 7, and you, so you want to be able to take a class after work. That's kind of what you're into. Right now, you have to scroll through each day. There's no way to filter for just those certain times, but you could just text Ellie and say, hey, what 6 o'clock boxing classes are there this week? And you'll get multiple text messages, one for each day, with classes at or around 6 o'clock.
0: Mm-hmm. That's I mean think of it yeah, as a that,
1: powerful filtering system, right? Right. And so then you could you're basically
0: yeah no sorry you're basically you're basically um, you're simplifying the user experience um for these uh for these studios and you're you've made it you know smarter and more efficient I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. and that, and you could say hey I want to book meet you and a guest, and as long as the studio does that because you know some don't, um, I can right. book you twice in essence. I can book you mm-hmm. and your guests, and so you have two spots reserved instantly through LA. Um and the studios of course like that because you're getting two bookings. And as we grow, we have other concepts that can include other people and kind of building a community and bringing that community. Well, the studios have their own community. It's, it's, it's a central part of these business models. Our, our thing is how do we bring groups of people bring individuals and in, to these communities and kind of connect them. Because in studio, the experience, the customer guest experience is rich and fun, but digitally it's a lot harder because you have to read a schedule and kind of see what's available. What we're trying to do is create a experience that the user gets to ask for what they want and supposed to seeing what's
0: available. Right. So. So this sounds really interesting to me. I think you know the, the the whole the whole AI and conversational kind of UI element to it is uh, is really intriguing. I think for me, but also for a lot of people, especially as AI has become you know a buzzword in this in our industry, uh, everyone everyone wants something AI you know based. And I think to an extent, you know, many companies have kind of fudged AI. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm sure I'm sure you have some thoughts on that as well, but. Uh, you know, I, I guess what I'm curious to ask you is that: how do you see conversational UIs uh, moving forward? Are are they the future of the way we kind of interact with computers or or technology? Uh, you know, why why not?
1: I think there's a clear shift happening um, towards voice right now, and I think a lot of people are kind of missing that broader. Trend of conversation that is text as well as uh, voice, and so I think that there's a lot of chat bots out there that kind of offer a very um, linear experience of yes or no. Uh, I mean, we've all been on the phone, right? You go on the phone, you call like support, and they're like, press one for it's, this, okay, press right. two it, for that.
0: It, the chatbot, many chatbots, uh, which I think what you're getting at and what you're saying is. Are like decision trees on, when you call yes, customer service. Yes, that's it.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 so the chatbot, whether it's it's helping you purchase something or give you news articles, it's very uh, almost dry because it's it's not anticipating what I need or anything. And if you read the documentations for Google Assistant, they say something along the lines of "there's no." dead ends in conversation because there's there's always an opportunity to continue it. So to use an example, if you say, hey, are there any classes at noon? But the studio doesn't offer classes from a, uh, 9 a.m. to 2, I could just tell you no. But if I was sitting in person and I was behind a desk and you were asking me these questions, I wouldn't tell you no. I'd say, uh, there's no studios at noon, but you know you can take a class at 9 or at 2 or in two two days, there's class at noon, giving people kind of the power to learn. So there's an advantage to these uh, conversational interfaces that allow for more dynamic outputs. And I think it's important to realize that as the web gets more personalized and more proactive and kind of anticipating what you want and what you're able to do, the conversational interface allows that to happen easier. Not to say that you can't do it. I think Google is a great example of that happening without it. But it's definitely easier. So I believe it's a real trend.
0: Do you – I mean how do you feel about uh, voice versus kind of textual input? Because um, I, personally, I, I'm i not a huge fan of, of, of kind of talking to – <laughs> Do you have
1: – uh, Anything? Do you have any devices or just your phone that you can I talk just to? Have my pho-
0: I just have my phone. Uh, okay. So Definitely I mean, get I, like – I have could everything. be wrong on this. I need I, need I ask- just. I just don't get the, the appeal. I mean because everything that I could ask, let's say if I had an Alexa device, an Echo or something, mm-hmm. everything that I could ask Alexa, I could easily ask my phone the same thing or just pull it up on my phone in a tap or two.
1: There's certain advantages, like when you're cooking, that having uh, a voice assistant just helps you with same with driving. I think there's instances for voice, and there's instances for text. And I believe there's instances where um, visual interfaces kind of meld into those. I see futures where when you're purchasing something, you're having a conversation, but you're also mixing that into an interface that's kind of filtering in real time. So it's hey, I want to buy a new pair of jeans. So you're talking to the website, I guess, whatever. You're talking to something on the website about buying a new pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. And you you get, you get let's say, it's Levi's. I'm sure they sell at least 20 jeans that can fit you. Whatever. But you're a very certain type of person, so you, you don't like the bottoms wide or whatever. So you can say something to filter it down faster. So you get all the information that you get on a website, and maybe it's styled more to a website. Because these... Alexa devices have screens, and Google Assistant devices have screens. They they exist, and everybody's just trying to figure out how that should work. But imagine one that works with a hybrid model that actually just gives you what you want to, and you have to go look for it.
0: Right. That's. I agree with you on that. <laughs> I think that 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 is absolutely what I'm waiting for. I I just <laughs> we're clearly not there yet.
1: <laughs> no, no, we're not. Um, um, the assistant, my assistant's getting there, but uh, but there is something to be said about. Sitting on the couch, um, let's say you're watching TV, the lights are off, or whatever, and you get up, the TV's still on, you turn the light on, whatever, you get up, and you're going up the stairs and you say, Alexa, turn everything off. And the TV turns off, or actually, better yet, you say, Alexa, I'm going to bed. And the TV turns off, the thermostat adjusts, the lights all turn off on the main floor, and maybe your bedroom light gets to a dim state. Like, that's nothing crazy but it's nice
0: right it's 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 uh it's what they classify or as a nice to have but not a, yeah. a not a need right um i think so i, I think I, if
1: you if you had it for a while you would start considering it a need <laughs> i love being well, able to, like
0: yeah I, I, okay okay i could see that you but well, I, I, you're I,
1: cooking do you cook yeah I, wrong so you said I timers don't.
0: a lot right
1: yeah, yeah, but I just, or you should I just, be right. Alexa, just set
0: a timer for fifteen minutes. I what I well what I do is I I use the timer that's built into the uh the oven or the microwave. uh Usually, I don't. I never had the urge to call up Alexa, but that's just me. Multiple, I mean, maybe I'm weird.
1: multiple timers, maybe.
0: Well, that's why you have an oven, and that's why you have a microwave. You can have multiple. I can do like twenty.
1: It's it's fair. It's it's definitely a use case that is like niche. I think, like, I mean, if, you're, I, if you were to say, "Hey, what is your your top uses of your assistance that you have throughout the house?" I'd say lights like, on and off, timers, yeah, uh, weather. I love, I love, like, I'm getting ready, and I don't want to stop to see what time it is or what the weather is, so I just ask the assistant. But it's a nice to have. I agree completely. I I mean, yeah,
0: yeah. I I I, I, I do <laughs> see. I, I mean, I see. I see. There's going to be a, a, essentially a a point where The technology becomes really, really good, and then it and then it can do more, you know, and it it can do all these things that people are imagining now, but it just can't do yet. It's just going to take time to get there. Uh, We're we're definitely we're definitely I would say years from you know at least five years. All right, um, so let's look at an interesting,
1: another interesting example. So this actually is I think the next question you're supposed to ask me, anyways. Not that I saw a cheat sheet or anything. So there's this maybe you know it. There's this uh, company called X AI. Yep. You know it.
0: Yeah. I it's know, a I know them. assistant I know Amy. similar to
1: mine. you know Amy. <laughs> so it's yes. an assistant, Amy or Andrew, and whenever you're emailing back and forth, so me and you email back. Oh, actually, you met it. I uh, used it. I think when me and you scheduled this meet, this podcast. Yeah. I'm, like almost positive. Yeah. So you met Amy, right? Perfect. Me You were like, hey, let's get together. I was like, Amy, find a time next week. It could be on the weekends. I don't care, just make it happen. And here we are. So I think in very specific, specific instances, like it's called narrow, uh, in a narrow focus, I think assistants are really good, that are digital, that, that can replace a human because now the human can go on and do something more productive for me um, than schedule meetings back and forth. Uh, right. And that's kind of the same approach that we're taking with the studio. Is that when you walk into a studio, would you rather this person, this front desk staff, be on the phone dealing with somebody trying to cancel or book, or would you rather them be attentive to you and ready to handle whatever you need? Maybe get a new pair of shoes, uh, the right pair of shoes, because you're in a cycling class, or help you get a mat because you're at yoga, or you want water, and they're not distracted; they're able to actually help you and kind of better that guest experience in the studio. Right. So no, I think there's uh, definitely a future. Yeah. yeah. I think we agree that there's a there's a strong future for these things, but right now it's like there's very good narrow um, focused solutions out there. But there's nothing yeah. that's like broad. There's something called Finn that I don't know a lot about. That's like the yeah, entire I've heard
0: of I've heard of Finn okay. too. Yeah. But I, I think there's so, a lot of human help that's involved with that.
1: So their their mentality wrong, is no, no, you're right. It their mentality is let's build like maybe it's ai maybe it's not but let's build smart tools to give to the humans and allow the humans to talk to customers right and so it's still that pre future i mean i can't wait to be able to just things for my, like things i don't even drive really that much cuz i'm in the city but like things like i always imagined like i leave whatever and it's really cold out and the car knows it's within x feet of the house and that's the appropriate amount of time for the house to start warming up so then it turns the heat on and then when i get to the garage it opens up the car gets parked the lights get turned on like things that are so simple but make life so easy like um little things would be nice and then you start getting an internet of things of course i'm more describing that than anything else but
0: right no, no. I, I, with Finn, I okay. mean, from what I from what I understand, they they they're building a, an assistant, like you know. And, right. But they're, they're getting the training of, data. Right. They're getting the training data, and, and and they're but they're going for the more broad approach, which is what we were talking about. Is currently not there yet. Uh, but they're what but they're of, working on getting a, that, as much data as possible to make it work. I guess. What type of phone do you have? And yes, no I have an players. I have an iPhone ten.
1: Okay, so you have an iPhone. So you have Siri. Do you yeah. use the Hey Siri feature at all? Uh, occasionally. Just
0: up. Occasionally. Okay,
1: just curious. I mean, there's there's no as much as an Apple fanboy I can ever be. If I am, there's no doubting that uh, Google Assistant's like really good at facts, and that Amazon's Alexa their assistant is very good at actions, is is right. my opinion. And Siri's just kind of. Hanging out, but her voice sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: that's true. That's she, the way. She,
1: that's the way I describe it.
0: Right. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you on, on pretty much all of that. Um, in terms of though, the
1: well, amount video, of date. I, yeah, go for it. Can you drop one second? Do you? Does this video have like a comment? This audio have a comment section?
0: Like in the audio, people can call in yeah. through the Anchor app. Yeah, and they can they can they can leave uh, questions or yeah. comments. I really
1: want to know. Like, what other assistants do people use? I'm just kind of, because I'll, I'll come back and listen to it. I mean, we could talk yeah, about I, it. Yeah,
0: I'd be curious. I'd be curious to hear, so if, you have a, if you have an assistant that you use, whether if you personally used Finn, I'd love to hear from you, actually.
1: I would, um, me too. And <laughs> definitely. Or, I mean, even like Molly, it's molly.com. It's not technically an assistant the way we're describing it, but it's still that, that it, I mean, it's an assistant, right? It's helping you answer questions about me while I'm, not doing anything
0: right right i mean I, the one thing that finn i think just real quick i'll just say is it, right now it's kind of pricey but i think that's obviously because they have a lot of overhead with you know the human people are expensive side of things yeah <laughs> um so so there's that but um but they are giving away a number of free kind of minutes or or discounted minutes i think um but we'll see we'll see how that goes i'm, I'm interested in following them
1: do you think I can get hire someone to listen to this podcast and then comment that Finn is their favorite <laughs> for, free, for these free minutes? Uh, I,
0: I, I think I, I signed up for their, their, their thing newsletter access a long time ago. And they, they, they email me. Um, I'll, I'll see what I can do if I can hook you up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, so let's talk about let's talk a little bit more about training data and just the amount of time and how much how much like okay so you're building ellie um how how much like how much data are you guys working with that you know to make a functional conversational you know uh ai that can you know understand when i say you know book me uh uh book me a class, a spin class at, at 7 p.m. Uh, on Friday. And then it knows that, you know, today, you know, it knows when Friday is, or when I say on the on February 28th. You,
1: you know, can say Friday. You can say yeah. like next Friday. You can say yeah, this
0: Friday. And anything. Um, so what, how much data is involved with kind of like training it to, to understand all these nuances, especially in the English language? So...
1: Of course the problem with that is not so much what so if i knew you were going to say that then that is a fairly simple straightforward process especially right, now with right. uh you can you could instead of building your own stuff more that i did you could just kind of do out-of-the-box solutions um and kind of get it up and running probably within a couple of days the complexities start to come in when you're integrating into other platforms as well as people ask things very weird um one problem that I, i've actually talked to dennis from x.ai about was just the lack of using AM and PM and kind of for him, he he said that there's a little more constraint because there's a whole conversation thread. Whereas with me, if you say seven at seven, I don't know if you're talking about 7 AM or 7 PM, but I can start to kind of extrapolate from your past bookings and your past history. Um, But the rule of thumb that that I kind of follow and this was definitely inspired by Dennis is kind of like the 10,000 Uh, data points per intention and intent rather Uh, are you familiar with an intent kind of in the AI world
0: no no fill me in fill our audience in as well
1: so an intent is what is the user trying to do so I can have one intent for finding a class and I can have separate intent for finding a a class that you already booked call it a booking and then one for choosing it and one for um, canceling it maybe one for rescheduling it and so Things start to grow from there, uh, just confirming it or, or asking, hey, is there capacity in that class? Are there slots or how many slots are open? Because these classes are, do have a finite number of, of availability. So as you can imagine, just kind of thinking about that that process, those intents start to grow pretty rapidly. And everything kind of in this AI world kind of relates back to, can I match these phrases to the right intent? And then with these phrases, highlight different entities different um kind of like variables like the instructor name or the time or the date or class type because you say you want to take a cycle class doesn't mean you want to take a class at life cycle um, so on and so <laughs> right. forth.
0: Right so, and that actually, you bring up a good interesting thing I'll, I'll just so if I'll just jump in for one second where you say you know there like, like like I said before and you were just said there's you know there's certain nuances in in language especially relating to, you know, specific topics. So like how many slots are left? Like what does that even mean unless we knew yeah. the context of what it is you were asking about, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's great and then people get more complex where they say are there any slots in any classes this week with taught by Aaron? Maybe they read it a little better. Or or it gets more complex because they say book me and these are real conversations actually. Book me The earliest twelve thirty, or the earliest yoga class this week taught by Aaron,
0: and it's like,
1: wait, this week is it the first one, (laughs) or is it every time? Because I've like we have instances where we somebody told us to book the first class with some other constraints every single day, and we have other ones where it's like, hey, just the first occurrence of that, I want that booked.
0: Right. And so it's a lot
1: of very careful. So right now we're we're hybrid at some level just to start capturing that data.
0: Is it now coming from a from a training standpoint? Is it wrong on your end if you were to go back and have Ellie ask to confirm a particular, or are you trying to like make it so like it's like super? It looks super smart. It appears super smart.
1: I mean, for us, it's all about how accurate the assistant can be. So if there's no other um, way to do anything but to ask that question of. I'm not sure which one did you mean, did you want me to cancel the first one or the second one, whatever, um, then we'll always do that. For us, yeah. it's 100% about how can we emulate that conversation that you'll have with the front desk staff. So if you're on the phone or if you're texting them, there are uh, like New York Pilates allows you to go to their website and text back with the front desk person, not, not a special assistant, no agent, no technology or anything, uh, just using like intercom or whatever to message back and forth. So we're trying to say, okay, what if what if we had this person in place at these, this studio, but they also went to 10 other – they worked at every other studio that you care about, and you could just talk to that one person, what would that conversation be like? How do you make it feel? It's not so much about feeling human. It's about feeling natural, feeling real. So we believe that standardizing the output is the best way to do that. So there's wow. some level of expectation. So the way – when you book something, it says, okay, you booked – and then it repeats the, the information back to you. One reason right. so you can click on it and add it to your calendar really easily because you know smartphones do that already. But the other reason is like, hey, this is what I did for you. Double check that it's right.
0: Right, right. That makes sense. I, I, I the whole uh, mm-hmm. the whole interest the thing that's interesting to me that you brought up was the ten thousand kind of data points per intention. Um. Kind of curious, can you kind of elaborate? Like, can you kind of elaborate a little bit on that for for us? And like what, like what like what is a data point exactly? Is it is it is it the way someone asked to book something? And in, in, in your particular interest, in, uh, I mean, instance, they're or? yeah,
1: they're unique. I'm trying to remember how many intents um, Watson has, I believe it was something in the hundreds. Just to give you that additional uh-huh. <laughs> frame of reference, oh, yeah. um, because you know. I don't think you can order pizza through Watson, but, like, order pizza is different than (laughs)
0: the
1: slices of pizza that you want. Think of that concept, because this is probably a good way to kind of answer that. We all order pizzas, right? So you need to know how many do you want, and then if they're unique, what size do you want, what type of bread maybe, um, how many slices do you want on it, and then do you want it with certain toppings, and do you want that all over the toppings, or do you want, it like, 50% of it and then the other half, so then it starts getting a... Got to repeat that question, so boom, boom, call that 10 intents right there just to order pizza. Yeah. And so, different intentions, excuse me, different kind of data points are around how do people say things uniquely, whether it be time, whether it be different wording, um, because you could literally write to me, book, 8am, yoga, and and I I have one person that does that, and that works for her, and that's great. or you could be like, can you please book me a class, blah, 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 blah. And it's, I think the most surprising thing has been how we thought people would use it. Or maybe we didn't think people would use it a certain way. But we could only, as humans, can only almost imagine it working so many ways. And then somebody comes in and says uh, questions that are just like basically blow your mind level.
0: Yeah. Do you, yeah, do uh, you do, cur, cur, curious, do you find that people are, are, talk to Ellie like a bot or split like a person?
1: Very split. Um,
0: Interesting. People, there's a lot of people that's like, hey Ellie,
1: can you book me? And then there's other people that are just like, book. And it's, what's great about it is it doesn't matter because you get to use it the way you want. Like, right. I've, I've. And, it, and I Ellie doesn't have any
0: feelings. It's not sentient yet. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She will, say, she will say, enjoy your class now if you're like, uh, if you say, ooh, watch out for that.
0: <laughs> nice. But um, uh,
1: one example text is like, please sign me up for the 915 reform and the 1215 with Junior.
0: Got yeah.
1: So it's like, wait, is that today? Okay, okay, yeah, okay. There's a reform class at 915 and then Junior's teaching a flight class. This is a Rise by we we Work has a studio in New York. Mm-hmm. They're a pretty cool studio. If you're in New York, you should check them out.
0: Nice plug. I'm sure they appreciate the free advertising. <laughs> oh, they, you know what
1: it is? It, it's more of that. I I appreciate a super spa, as I'm sure you do too.
0: Uh-huh. And, uh
1: huh. And they do like a, no, it was like a week or two weeks free, and you could just go and sit in the spa. So oh, that's nice. I think we all need that, especially those who are New Yorkers can really relate to the the hustle.
0: Yeah, the hustle and bustle, absolutely. So I want to I I get to one other question before we get to the lightning round. Um, <laughs> you should be scared. Um, so, so, so you're the co-founder of a company and you guys are building some really cool technology. Uh, you're a very early stage company yes. as well. Um, what would you say are some of the major kind of takeaways that you've learned so far in building uh, actively um, and, and, you know, how, what would, what, what, can you share with other, you know, potential founders or startup employees, things that you, you know, that you've learned early on in the process?
1: So that's a loaded question. Um, it is
0: a loaded question.
1: I realize I never answered one of your questions about kind of how I evolved and we got here, but my bad. Um, no, no, it's very, cool. very early. I like yeah, to jump very, around a bit. It's fun, right? <laughs> Keep them on their their toes.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: As a, so, I'm a first-time founder, like officially. Um, I've created projects for clients, and one thing that's kind of I think it's a good thing to touch on is the difference between being a contractor, uh, maybe like at an agency. So you work at an agency, you build out websites. So I, I've done like personally, I've done stuff for like Heineken, Playtex, but like a baby pool or something for them. Um, I'll stay all that stuff and. The criterion that they give you is very strict. And there's time, I wouldn't say wasted, but kind of exhausted, used to work back and forth because there's legal teams, there's design teams, there's, there's a lot of things. When you And when you kind of break free and you're in a small team, especially when you're one of the co-founders, you get to this point where you kind of can do anything. And when you do anything, sometimes you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when we we've been through a lot of iterations, but the the one that sparked Ellie was a, an attempt to just kind of get back up there while after we built, we built like this website thing. It was very beautiful, but we realized that studio owners didn't want to sign up for this directory slash website slash organized information so that users can read it because everybody's website's confusing. And right. so we pivoted and, and that was not our first pivot. And, You're going to pivot. You're going to freak out. You're going to not know what you're doing. And this kind of pre-seed, this this very early stage kind of thing is all about finding, um, can you get this idea or can you modify this idea to a point where people will actually want it and they'll use it? And if you're going after funding, that means kind of showing proof that it can work so that you can get a little bit of money so that you can get it to work so that you can get a little bit more money so that you can kind of get it working so that you can prove it scales and and so on and so forth. And that kind of gets into different seeds and series and so on and so forth. But we, what I was saying is those pages, we started this program where we got eight people, something like that. And we said, Hey, we're going to put you into classes. We're going to pick these classes and it's going to be an intro to fitness program that's going to last six weeks you're going to take two classes a week so 12 classes total and we're going to book them for you and knowing that our schedules are different between the co-founders uh we wanted one unique identity to kind of unify um the name so it wasn't it wasn't so much of trying to like fool anybody but just so there was just one name one um one identity to kind of talk to and uh, if you ever saw the movie Up, uh, yep. you'll know there's somebody named Ellie. The the wife's name is Ellie, and after some kind of jumping around and researching around, um, we realized that Ellie means like kind of like direction or like light, guidance, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so it, it felt like a natural fit. It felt like a great name. And so we did this program, and I needed everybody's login, or I had to create them logins for the studios, and it was it was hard to book a people. Straight and kind of work with their schedules and kind of figure everything out. And it sucked, but it taught us so much. <laughs> and I think what I'm trying to get at here is that uh, try things manually, just do them. Don't say, okay, I have this great idea and I need to do it 100% or I can't do it at all. Um, I have a friend who's like making a game and I happened to fall out, I meet him on a train when I mean him and failed a kind of meeting. I met him literally on a train by mistake. And we got to talk for like 40 minutes. Um, and it was just about like, get out there. Um, and he said, oh, I, have, I built a game and I was using the Excel sheet and I was using it with these this physical game that already exists. You know, I don't want to give out too much information here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, just print it or just build a web version. Like, you're smart enough to figure that out. Just print out on uh, index cards and build this card game if it's a card game. Or you know, print out a piece of paper and build out a board game if it's a board game. Just try it play it with some of your friends, get out there, see if there's something worth investing your time. And then if it works, get away from your friends and do it with strangers, people that don't know you and don't care about you because there's at some level a bias of I want you to succeed and whether I'm willing to admit it or not, I'm gonna give you good feedback. And so separate yourself from the people you know and kind of get to that second phase of what happens when strangers use it? Is the feedback similar? Is it positive? Is there something else I'm missing? Is there mechanics to this system or this game or this agent that you're building? And so I think a lot of my advice will always come back to the last couple of years of me just working with my my friends, my co-founders and trying things and seeing what works and really importantly, talking to the customers who for us is not just the people that are booking but also the studios that implement the booking that you booked to. So I have two customers. I need to understand that I need to satisfy the end user so that I can satisfy the studio. And and when I have a happy customer, the end user that the studio can increase retention or have happier customers who come more, it's really the same thing. I don't know why I said that, <laughs> but yeah. just don't stop trying, just start doing. And it's, it's easy to say that I know, but when talk to people, find, um, People that you could bounce ideas off of and just keep talking about it, start doing it. I'm sure the podcast was the same thing. I bet it was just something you just started doing. It wasn't something that you could really plan out.
0: Right. No, say, same with my website. Same with, you know, yeah. I mean, my, when I launched Kai, it was a little bit different, but we, we had our fair share of pivots, you know, early on in terms of the product. We always knew what we ended up, we always knew what we wanted to build ultimately, but it took, you know, we, we spent a lot of time talking to potential customers early on to identify their actual needs. You know, I had some thoughts, you know, having been in the digital media space. But, you know, yeah. it's it's always important to, to kind of shape the product because the original MVP that we built, you know, really, it, it wasn't it wasn't moving the needle for anyone, really. It wasn't really mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't wasn't really helping as much as we thought it was. So then we had to kind of go back to the drawing board a bit. Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everything you said, I agree with I 100 percent, 100 percent agree. I would-
1: I would caution people to not make the mistakes that I've made around over planning, building too much. I think we have like fears that, like for me, if the assistant can't purchase, that's gonna be a deal breaker or can't book a specific bike number, or spot in the room, um, that's a deal breaker and, and it's, it's not true because the amount of work that it takes to build those things out is so high and maybe the cost is so high whether it be resources, information, or money, whatever it is, um, time that build out kind of just what the very bare minimum was and see where you could go and see what people say.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Cause you don't
1: need to plan it to the end, but you do need to have the full vision. Right.
0: No, absolutely. As long as you're aware of those things, <laughs> um, you know, you're going to build out that, that feature, like that bike, like that, that you know, the particular bike feature, let's say, you, you, you know, because one out of 100 people care what bike they sit at in the room, for example, let's just say. Right. Um, it's not You'd worth your time. be surprised, but yeah. Well, yeah, uh, right. I, I'm sure, well, I'm sure it's not. But, but they're willing
1: but the, to deal with things to try something new because people like right. to try things
0: Right, And if it's a good experience overall, then they'll they'll put in a feature request and then when you have the resources and the time to spend on something like that, that's when you can do it. It's all about prioritization and prioritizing you know the, the feature stack if you will uh, and the roadmap and making sure that you you hit the the major milestones first and that you know you can build out you know other little nice niceties <laughs> after.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. One one thing that kind of brings to my my mind is be careful with MVPs because the definition of an MVP could be a little different. But it's really what can you do to get out there that won't burn anybody. So if it's if it's a card game, um, call say it was um, Cards Against Humanity. Say you're building that and, and nobody knew what it was yet. Printing that on a index card and playing with your friends does not burn anybody. Doesn't ruin anything. And allows you just instantly get real feedback without expensive printing or digitizing the game in some weird way that doesn't work and kind of all of this really goes back to Google's design sprints as well they they fall pretty closely in line with that if, if you're familiar with they have a book called uh, like design sprints or something along those lines mm-hmm. nice so that's always a great resource as well maybe it's just called sprint definitely just called sprint so yeah there's well, a lot of uh, great resources out there so
0: no, 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 Mark, I a hundred percent agree with with your with your thought process there. I, I think those are some great insights uh, for very early stage companies and startups who, you know, who are looking to to build out their product, but you know, uh, maybe stuck on prioritizing where you know what they should focus on first. Um, it certainly anything that
1: moves you. the needle,
0: right? Exactly. <laughs> All right, awesome. So before I let you go. Um, speed round. I'm gonna let do you. Do you... a drum
1: roll? Is that a thing?
0: Uh, we don't have a drum roll. I really should get like a sound effect or something. I uh, wouldn't. I wouldn't normally. I, <laughs> I normally just go. Are you ready for the lightning round? And then we get started. I'm ready. Tomorrow. Let's do this. All right. Here we go. So, iOS or Android? iOS. Discord or Slack?
1: Uh, for work, Slack.
0: Burgers or pizza? Uh, the Impossible Burger. <laughs> Baseball or football? Naps. Naps. All right. I can go with naps, too. Naps are my favorite thing. You know, it's funny. It's funny because it's naps weren't a big thing of mine until I, I got into college. And now, like, I love <laughs> They're definitely uh,
1: underappreciated
0: at times yeah. And last one here. Here we go. Spotify or Apple Music? Spotify, Discover uh, Weekly, heaven. I'm a huge. I, I know. I, not a huge. I'm not a huge Spotify fan. I, I I use Apple Music myself.
1: I don't. I want. I'm really curious as to why. That's <laughs> cool.
0: I just. I I just. I don't know. Is it? I just is don't it? Like my theory
1: is it's whichever one you kind of ended up on. Uh, I, could, I I could, used I could, Apple I, Music for a while, but like I really like Discover Weekly, and it sounds like you have something similar to that in Apple Music. But I already yeah. had Spotify. It already well, knew me.
0: It, yeah, well, I think part of it is because I, oh, I for the longest time, I, I, I just didn't do streaming music. And I, I had all my music locally on my computer, which I still have a lot. Most of my music is local. But so I, I used iTunes. So when I just when Apple, I was just waiting for <laughs> Apple to come out with something. I knew they would do it eventually. So I, Did I you just, use
1: Match? iTunes match was yes, the one that's yes, like, if you own the song,
0: you can yep, stream yeah, it. I did. I did use that for a long time. Uh, so that way I could easily get me, mu- download the music on my iPhone and end stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I, have, I, I, I just prefer Apple music.
1: Can I ask you a closing question?
0: Sure. Let's go for it.
1: If you, the website or the podcast, so if best techie had a assistant, what would be the name of the assistant? It doesn't have to
0: be human. Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, What'd you get on this one? I want (laughs) to... I mean, your (laughs) cast name is Zuck, right? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say, like, Waz or something.
1: I like that. Waz is a good one. I mean, if you were, like, I would expect that more from, like, uh, Mac, every Mac or whatever the other websites are that are like that.
0: Right. (laughs) I don't know, I feel like w wall like, trans- like he it. like tr- He transcends just Apple. He's like the ultimate like geek, like just in general. It's true.
1: He is the OG at some <laughs> level.
0: Yeah. I like it. All right, Mark, well, it was great to have you on. If if, if anyone is uh, interested in finding you online, where can they find you?
1: Uh actively.ai is our website. So you know whatever if you want to put WW in there. But uh actively spell like the word AI. Awesome. Um and then uh, I got the Twitters uh, What's your at Twitter? M- M-P-R-O-G-A-N-O Or if Jeff so, Jeff's so kind, he'll link it somewhere.
0: Uh, it, it'll definitely be linked when I when I tweet out the, the, the episode. So
1: Molly.com slash M-P-R-O-G-A-N-O Same same link. Word.
0: <laughs> I'll be <laughs> go there. Ask, go ask him some questions. <laughs> just
1: ping me if you just listen to this, and I'll give you a high virtual a virtual high five.
0: What you should give everyone a discounted rate at their favorite studio, if they book. It's elevator.
1: possible. The thing is, I'm only in <laughs> New York right now, so yeah, I'll hire someone. Somebody wants a job. That's a, if you're an engineer. We can we can maybe make that happen. If you're if you're an investor, we can we can make something else happen. You know, <laughs>
0: some magic.
1: Some magic in the world is is needed.
0: Well, Mark, I I'd really appreciate, appreciate it. I really <laughs> appreciate you being on, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, have a good rest of your day
1: take care thanks everybody
0: thanks for listening to Techie Bites stay tuned for more episodes every Tuesday with awesome interviews and conversations about technology and business if you like what we're doing please consider supporting the podcast at anchor.fm slash best techie and or by leaving a rating interview on iTunes both ways help us greatly and are much appreciated so thank you Until next time, we'll see you, and remember, remember, take care of your computers.